Hello everyone, it's Julie here and welcome to the first episode of Talking STEM with the Women That Shape It. So I'm delighted to introduce to you Ariana Reich. Um, and Ariana is a biomedical engineer here at Springboard and um, I've had the privilege of working with her during my placement year. So hi Ariana, how are you doing? Hello, thank you, I'm good, thank you for interviewing me, it's good. Um, cool, so uh, I'm just going to want to start with um, as a kid, what did you want to become? Yeah, good question. Uh, actually, I think I wanted to become a doctor at some point, and then a scientist at some other point, and then an engineer afterwards. I, I think I never had a clear idea. I think I went through a different, different mm. job. I discovered engineering more when I was, I think, 13, 14 maybe, and from then on I was like, yeah, I want to be an engineer. I wasn't yeah. sure what type of engineer, but then I went on to engineer. But yeah, scientist, engineer. Maybe doctor have always been kind of the option. Something okay, like interesting. And at what point did you decide to do biomedical engineering? Yeah, What's... good question. That came a lot later in life, I think, because I wasn't exposed to biomedical engineers when I was young. It was more the typical jobs like yeah, a doctor, or a lawyer, a banker, the, the, the more classic ones and the more well-known. I actually didn't know what a biomedical engineer was. Um, I started up actually doing chemical engineering first, so that was even more uh, kind of unknown to me than biomedical yeah. engineering. Yeah, yeah, but then, but then, but then I was able to meet some university students, kind of like through friends groups. As soon as I got into that age, uh, when I was a bit older, and then some of them really inspired me to do chemical engineering. But it was only after they explained it to me; otherwise, I had no exposure to like that side of engineering. Mm. Yeah. Cool. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good to know that you your sort of your choices does it doesn't matter if when you're younger you you decide to go down one path you can always go down another and it's uh yeah there's quite a bit of flexibility there. Um. Yeah. So for for people uh, listening here, could you tell us a bit about what biomedical engineering is, what what chemical engineering is? Yeah, definitely. So actually it's uh, a discipline that is really broad and that's why I think it's hard to tell children, okay, why are you not interested in biomedical engineering or chemical engineering? There are so many mm. different types of them. I think at the base of it, there's always science and there's always like mathematical and physics principle in all of them, but the applications can be really broad. I was always drawn to kind of the medical uh, aspects of it so in the chemical engineering side and first biomedical engineering side but uh, mm. it's kind of the medical applications always of the engineering principle but that can mean like everything again that can go from like a surgeon using a surgical tool to an imaging facility mm -hmm. cancer for example to uh, kind of implants for people so kind of anything and in chemical engineering it can also be like that it can go from oil they can go to biofuels so kind of renewable energy but it can also to go to like growing organs and growing like cells in a very large scale or growing antibiotics so there's really many 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 mm. aspects but I think it's a good it's a it's a good uh, discipline 
to go into with an open mind and then seeing what you prefer the most. I was always drawn towards like sales aspect of things and like yeah, the impact on the body. Uh, mm. Very interesting. Well, there's there are more areas that than I realised there were. So <laughs> I've yeah, learned there are. Today. Um, there are loads, and, and then discovering. That's really yeah, really good to know. So, um, in terms of the areas that you've worked on, um, what's could you tell us about one of the projects that you've been particularly sort of inspired by and excited by that you've that you've worked on? Yes, so I've worked on. Uh, many projects in my life. Maybe I can mention one that I haven't worked on on Springboard because then we don't uncover any confidentiality. Yeah, uh, that sounds good. So I think uh, one of the most exciting projects I've worked on in my life was uh, the Organs on Chip project uh, I did. Uh, there is a um, research facility at Harvard that uh, started this technology and it involves uh, mimicking organs at a really micro scale. Uh, so that you can test medicines on it uh, or, and you can study diseases on it. It's a matter of replicating, basically miniaturizing the organ at a very, very small scale so that you need very, very few cells to actually be able to tell what that organ is doing rather than looking at the whole organ itself or using animals or using humans. Mm. So it's a very good thing. So I was working on modeling the bone marrow at first and then I was working on modeling the lung afterwards so it's a very it's a very cool way to mix engineering and medicine together and what drove me into this project at first was the uh, to substitute animal testing mainly mm. so it was the ethical side of things so it's something I cared about uh, and I was able to do that with some engineering and some science which was I think which was lovely so being in the lab and being yeah. able to say I'm working for a good cause for me that was really important. That's so cool yeah that's that's really really good and do you did you come across any particular challenges during that project or? Yeah I think like with engineering you have to be really open to um, adventuring into new fields it's so something is always new something's always changing so for example with bioengineering this is a completely new thing. So the older generation, I say, like the typical generation that tends to be the big bosses, the 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 ones that had studied when bioengineering wasn't a thing, still uh, are still struggling to understand like how to interact with uh, kind of uh, how to put together engineering and medicine and other sciences. You know, so mm. it's something it's something new. I think it's something that coming in the past few years. Um, and so it's, it's a matter of adapting and being able to communicate between, you know, the young generation that has just studied something like this and mm-hmm. the generation that studies something more traditional like mechanical engineering or medicine. Or, mm. or, yeah, that, that's very interesting. I guess that, that would be the case with a lot of sort of new fields in science that things like, well, things like data science as well, where, you're, where people are very recently studying these, these uh, kind of interdisciplinary subjects and the people kind of in leadership don't have yeah. those, those skills and that knowledge hmm, that's that's yeah. really interesting Ari um, yeah yeah um let's move on to what uh what what aspects of your work do you do you enjoy most oh good question uh so I went into engineering because I wanted something that was 
technically challenging, like it would stimulate my mind, you know, I would actually be able to solve problems on a daily basis and, you know, be interested mm. in, in a challenge and actually work on it myself and try and find a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, I think especially at Springboard now where we do projects for clients and we try and develop products or solve problems with certain products, that's perfect. That's exactly what engineering should be like, you know? Yeah. So, so I like that aspect that yeah you can take I don't know like a like a, a patch pump or the um, little device that you attach to the body that can deliver insulin and you find out that it has certain problems and they come to you because a normal I don't know it, lots of people are not able to solve that problem and you with your engineering skills and with your engineering team are able to tackle the problem find the solution and eventually be able to help people. And that comes as Springboard with a variety of devices, which is wonderful. It can go from uh, healthcare products that you'd use on an early day-to-day life, and the girl listening to this are probably going to use as well, to more technical products that maybe uh, you only see in hospital in very specialized departments. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's nice to have that variety of problem-solving problem things. And it's, it's nice that it's so varied. Um, you never know what's coming. And so it keeps you really entertained, I'd say. Yeah. Ah, yeah, stimulated. That's uh, that's definitely what I've enjoyed a lot of, um, about my year at Springboard is just, yeah, the variety and kind of the how interesting the work is and the fact that you are, like you say, making, you really feel like you're making a difference. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Okay, let's move on to some more sort of general uh, things. So what scientific developments would you like to see um, in your lifetime? Oh, cool. This is a good question. Okay, I have one. Uh, So I have been vegetarian since I was 16. And I really believe, like I said earlier, in terms of like animal cruelty and stuff like that. And one of the scientific developments I'd like to see is uh, meat that's been grown in labs. In labs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd like to see, you know, uh, I'd like to be able to buy a steak with, without having killed a cow and knowing that just taking a few cells from that cow and growing those cells, I'm able still to eat the same thing as before, but just without the suffering and mm. the on, on the animal itself. And I think it's coming along. There's loads of startups that are started to do it. You can look at startups that are trying to develop fish in a lab, uh, looking at chicken in a lab, really all sorts. So they're trying all the different types of meats. And I think that's a brilliant way to use, you know, what we've learned in biology and engineering um, in effectively people's life. So I say engineering there, maybe a lot of people don't know it, but a big part of engineering is... uh, kind of like big tanks of production that we call bioreactors. So they're very, very big vessels where you can mix uh, some cells or some other stuff uh, and you can give it nutrients and then you're basically growing at a very, very big scale. So that's where the engineers come along. And there's Mm. lots of like physics principles involved in it, lots of science, uh, which which is wonderful and yeah. Yeah, well, I really like the way you put it, the the kind of the meat grown in a lab, because I I think I always feel like it's, uh, I don't know, it doesn't feel natural. You know, it's it's grown in a lab, but actually it, it's very natural. It's grown from from 
from the actual cells of that animal and it's just uh, limiting their suffering um yeah yeah so what do you think what do you think is missing in that field what do you think is is it just the affordability of the meat or yeah exactly what needs to happen so there is there's many challenges there is the the main challenge is that the um, the media used uh which is the nutrient solution is that red colored uh, solution uh, that you use to grow cells is unfortunately really expensive at the moment but I think lots of work is getting done to try and get that to be cheaper um, but apart from that I think a lot of the challenges are getting addressed so I already at a really good good stage you're able to already get like the texture uh, of the meat itself and you're able to cook it like you would cook normal meat uh, mm. and it one of the main thing is that uh, the meat isn't grown with antibiotics like the animals are, you know, they are flooded with antibiotics to try and avoid any infections. Whereas in this case, you don't need to, you're keeping them in a clean environment away from bacteria, viruses. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to flood the meat with so many antibiotics. So you're able to control what you're putting in your product and what you're putting in people's mouths at the end. Mm, really interesting. Yeah. Well, there's another another side to bioengineering to all the girls. Yeah, definitely. And if you were to have a long conversation with a, with a scientist who is either living or dead, uh, which scientist would you choose to have a conversation with? Oh, wow. Interesting. Um, <laughs> it's a tough question. That is a really tough question. So. Hmm. It's an interesting one, you see, because uh, bioengineering is such a new field. So I would want to speak with someone that uh, does bioengineering, but then mm. it's not the classic scientist that we have been exposed to uh, in our school life. Uh, so, uh, well, maybe so, there's I mean, something in that then, yeah. If there was yeah, a famous yeah. bioengineering scientist. So there's this guy called Robert Langer, who's at MIT, and he's one of the greatest scientists because he's actually he's actually a chemical engineer, but then he went into kind of like tissue engineering and more like um he's applied it to the biology field. Mm. And he's great because he's been able to use kind of like his engineering background and he's like now applying it to the medical field and he's been able to do stuff like artificial skin uh, which I mm. think is, is wonderful and but he's also done lots of different other stuff he works a lot on drug delivery mechanisms uh, so maybe not the ones that we do at Springboard that are more like devices that you attach to the body but more like uh, capsules that you then put in the body or other type of devices like uh, patches that you put on your skin that slowly release the drug. So kind mm. of like other, other stuff that then still aims to deliver the drug inside your body. Uh, mm. And he, yeah, he's just an incredible scientist. He brings out new inventions like every year and he, he <laughs> lots of science. Hey, uh, wow. Yeah, I definitely have to, I hadn't heard of him before, so I have to. Yeah, look, you should look him up. You work, should definitely so. look him up. He's very, very inspirational and he's just a great guy because he, He's able to explain science in a very simple way. So he's got loads of videos online as well. Explain, for example, how drug delivery works, which is something mm. I wasn't aware of. Like the actual like release of drug 
over like many months, for example, or the different ways that you can do it in. Uh, and he does it in such a simple way. He's very accessible, I think, and he's really down to earth guy, which is really nice. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's that's really good to know. Yeah. That sounds like a very inspiring person. Yeah. Um, okay. So, got two questions left. So, finally, I know you're a very passionate scientist, but do you have any other unexpected hobbies that you'd like to share with us? Oh, interesting. Uh, yes. So I have sports hobbies, but probably my other large hobby that I like to spend time on is uh, doing, doing voluntary work uh, in helping people from communities that are a lot poorer. Uh, one of the things that uh, I really like to do is uh, helping out this charity in Kenya that looks at supporting people that haven't had the same opportunity as us. Uh, I always say, like, you know, to be a scientist is a privilege, I think, because you you have to have be able to afford to go to university and you have to have been able to be exposed to the right things in life. Uh, and people from the poor communities are definitely not. Uh, and then this charity that I collaborate with in Kenya, you know, we sponsor children to go to school. And I hope that they will also have the same opportunities as me, or at least they'll have the best chance they can to become scientists. Because I think it's a it's a great job. Uh, and it, it'd be nice to just give everyone the chance to, you know, at least be able to get there. Yeah, well, that sounds like really great work. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, actually, that uh, question moves, moves us on nicely to our, our final question, uh, which I'd like to end with, uh, which is, what advice would you give to any girl interested in a career in STEM? Yeah, don't be put off by the fact that there is mostly a mainly dominated word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's a there's a wonderful there's a wonderful community I think uh, of girls that are going to science and I think it's really important that yeah you you choose this path you choose what you're you're interested you know keep going with what you feel like and keep keep working hard and then yeah people will support you along the way and it'll be a great it'll be a great career it'll be worth it. Cool. Well, that's been really brilliant, Ari. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And okay. I'm sure you'll have inspired many, many girls. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. If you have any other questions, get in touch. Thanks a lot. I hope you enjoyed hearing about Ariana's experience just as much as I did. For more fascinating stories, join me next week as I talk STEM with mechanical engineer Rachel Lewis.